Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you are sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App. And make a donation to dollar sign E James, the number 418. Make a one time donation to the Cash App, or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. That's deal with your problems, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Once again, if you haven't already, please subscribe, uh, listen, like, subscribe, and share to our YouTube channel. We're definitely trying to get up the, uh, get our numbers up on YouTube and subscribe so that you don't miss any of the actual episodes. Um, also to our Facebook page, because on our Facebook page, you will have access or we'll definitely always share links where you can go uh, straight over to YouTube to watch the videos. But on the Facebook page, we're able to share more information with you for things that we have coming up uh, as far as workshops and ebooks and, you know, a whole host of other things that we're working on. Um, if you go you know, follow us on the YouTube, not YouTube, but follow us on the Facebook page. You'll be able to uh, stay in contact with us. And also our Spotify page uh, on Spotify, the podcast on Spotify, so that you can listen to the podcast while you're on the move. All right. So uh, you guys, definitely, if you haven't already, subscribe, listen, like, subscribe, and share. Um, pay, uh, listen also to the end. I'm going to tell you guys how you can win $100 from the podcast, and it don't cost you anything, but you got to listen to the end in order to get that information, all right? So let's jump right into it today. Just like any other day, we are blessed with a guest. 
Miss Simone, how are you? I'm great. How are you, EJ? I am good. And I called you Simone and you told me to call you Simone. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> Simone is my middle name, actually. So Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I'm good. First of all, let me say thank you uh, for being here. Um, you could be doing anything else, but you took out your time to be here with me and my listeners. And I definitely appreciate it. And I believe that they uh, do too. Um so let's jump right in it. Um, first of all, uh, Sydney, tell us who you are and what it is that you do. Well, I'm Sydney Simone, and I'm an advocate for a positive body image. Um, I am also an HR professional, but as well as that, um, I'm a three-year amputee. All right, all right. So, uh, Sydney. The way I, I came across uh, your book, because you wrote a book, and I came across your book, and 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 um, I believe it was your aunt who had posted on Facebook. Uh, we're in the, the same speakers group, and she posted it, and I seen it, and I, I clicked on it, and, and I was really impressed by it, um, just by the story within itself, um, and definitely your resilience, because to go through something you know, as far as, you know, life changing as becoming an amputee and then to be healed from it to the point that you can write a book about it. I know that's an amazing journey. So let's let's start from the beginning of, of because you said three years. So you obviously wasn't born, you know, as an amputee. So tell us a little bit about your story or who you were, who was uh, Sydney uh, before uh, the amputee, and then after, or let's say, then goes into that, and let's talk. Just talk about that journey to becoming who you are now. Yes, definitely. Um, so, I was like the normal woman in her young twenties, starting my career, um, trying to build a rapport, and I just all of a sudden got terribly sick. I had been on so many like vacations with friends and, you know, just out and about around Chicago because that's when I lived in the Chicagoland area. Um, and this was a devastating kind of thing. I noticed first that I was having a lot of swelling in my legs. And one day I went to work and my boss was like, you have the legs of a pregnant lady. That's something's not right. <laughs> so she immediately <laughs> sent me to urgent care to get that checked on. And from there, the doctor uh, asked me to go to the hospital because she knew that the appropriate equipment wouldn't be at urgent care. It was very severe. She couldn't pinpoint or diagnose what the issue was. So she wanted me to get extra help, but she knew the level of severity. So it was kind of definitely a, um, a shock. It rattled me for sure. Going from just like a normal human being living my daily life and, you know, barely getting a cold to uh, mm. such such an illness uh, and finding out more about that and uh, how I have been affected. Mm. So, so, you know, again, you mentioned about going from, you know, what would be considered a, a everyday woman going on their day, everyday life to now you get this news. So I'm sure that there was some, uh, you know, depression that probably came along with that or, or some, you know, finding yourself at a, at a low point, you know, doing that process. And then how long was the process, 
of, of finding out that you were sick to even getting to the point where you had to become an amputee? Like, how long was that and what was that journey like? Yeah, so that timeline is interesting. Uh, I found out the whole thing that caused my amputation is a kidney disease that I have. And it's very chronic and very rare. And I found out about it uh, when I was 24 and I'm now 29. Um, and so honestly, I didn't take it very seriously. When I was told that, you know, it was something going on with my kidneys, I thought it was just something you took medicine for and then it mm -hmm. kind of like works itself out. So uh, by 24, um, I was in and out of the hospital so much and it just progressively got worse. It would be okay for a moment and then something else would happen. Um, so the amputation was three years ago. So I found out I was sick at 24 and then the amputation happened at 26. So in between those two years, things progressively got worse. And, and yeah, and like I said, so I, I'm imagining that there was some uh, depression and things that went on in that time period um, to, to kind of that would probably get you to a low point. So as you begin to work your way, you know, out of that, you know, how big uh, was, you know, your family and the people in your life to help pull you out of, of that place? And what were, you know, some of the things that you looked forward to that kind of helped you, you know, come from this, this, you know, surprising news and devastating news that definitely changed your life to, okay, now, you know, even accepting what had happened. Yeah, EJ, there definitely was uh, some depressive points where I just wasn't ready to accept what was going on um, and just extreme sadness. So I would try to avoid the whole subject. Uh, but my family was and is paramount in uh, my recovery process. So I feel like when people talk about recovery, they always think that it's just physical, but it's a mm. mental and emotional thing as well. And so I needed my family there to just remind me of who I was before this amputation, uh, encourage me when I was at my low points. And they've been so supportive when it's come to me writing my book, me sharing it with people, because that requires you to be vulnerable. And I wasn't quite sure I was ready for that either, but they've been by my side through the entire thing. And really close friends of mine as well um, have been there for me. Yeah. And, and I know, like, I, I know we, I mentioned to you before we started recording that I, I was able to read uh, some of the beginning of the book. And you spoke in the book about, you know, the part that your grandmother played uh, and kind of helping you help you out. So what was, what is your relationship like with your grandmother and how instrumental was that, you know, uh, was her and you finding that strength to press forward? Um, me and my grandmother are very close. That's like a second mom to me. Uh, I was raised with her. So, um, we are very tight and I tell her anything. And in the book, I talk about just being in her home and how comfortable I typically am and relaxed. And, but this day was different. It was a completely different uh, feel and vibe um, because of the sadness of sharing what was going on with me to her. It was, it was very heavy. And uh, she, of course, kept encouraging me to keep going through all of it, but it was very sad 
to to explain to her what was going on and for her to know that she couldn't help me through this situation, mm-hmm. no matter how much she wanted to. Uh, you could tell she wanted to take the pain from me, but there's just absolutely no way. So um, it was hard for both of us, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I talk a lot about, uh, you know, having the people in your life to pull you out of, uh, or help to pull you out of, you know, when you're at your lowest points. Yes. Um, and, and sometimes even if that person um, is not there physically to pull you, pull you out. Sometimes that person can be there just emotional, emotionally and mentally thinking about them. Uh, sometimes it's enough to get you started, you yeah. know, even on a, on a, on a journey. So I, I talk a lot about, um, my depression that I went through, you know, uh, a couple of years ago with, you know, uh, at that time I was going through a divorce and my mom passed away. My mother-in-law at the time passed away who I was really close to. And then, you know, a lot of different things happened. And, and I found myself in this deep depression where I was even contemplating suicide, you know? And the one thing or one person that, you know, was the catalyst of even beginning for me to start, you know, changing my mind about it and giving me a reason to live was my daughter, you know, uh, at that time, my daughter probably was maybe six or seven, you know, and so I had to switch my uh, focus off me and put it on her, you know, and the question what I asked myself was, if I'm not here, what's going to happen to her, Yes, you know, and so I was able to, you know, at least start, you know, getting myself in the right place to start pulling out of it. And also I had some, some great family and friends that was able to, you know, pull me out of that also. Because like you said, it, it started with me though, that I had to change my mind. And like you said, recovery uh, from anything, you know, whether it's a physical uh, tragedy or a physical change, or it could be emotional change, whatever it is, uh, you know, some kind of loss in your life, uh, that was put you in a, a, a de- depress- depressive state or any kind of s- space where you're outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. It has to start with you first. You know, you have to want to change. You have to want to get better. You have to want to move forward. That's and true. so that was kind of my thing. Once I was able to change my mindset and again, take the focus off me and focus it on my daughter, that was enough to get me started. And then, you know, my friends and, and loved ones definitely, you know, pulled around me to help pull me out of that. Yeah, place. helped you along the way, for sure. Yes, definitely, definitely. So, and that's why I wrote this book as well, um, because I wanted it to be relatable for anybody going through a traumatic experience, to, to let them know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, that there is hope and you can do it. It might take a lot. It might be very challenging. I remember when I first uh, found out I was going to lose my leg, my mom was there with me and she told me something that I'll never forget. The doctor had just came in and said like, yeah, we're going to have to amputate in the next couple of days because this could race to your heart or your lungs and that can kill you instantly. So this has to happen. And we cried, my mom and I afterwards to hear the news because we didn't even think that that was a real possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, And she told me, that yes, we're going to cry a lot more days. This is going to be tough, but we're going to get through it together. We're going to get through it. And I believed her. And so that's the mindset I've been taking with everything since. So 
Yeah. And, and that's what's so inspiring about, you know, one of the things that I love about even doing this podcast, which having the people, you know, different people on that I'm able to have on and have these conversations with is, you know, talking about that transition, you know, that that one moment that changes everything, you know, yes. that one moment where it, it kind of bridges from who you are or where you are. Uh, or should I say who you were and where you were until becoming who you are now and where you are now, you know, and is uh, there's an essential part that God uses different people uh, just to set that little spark. You know, it's not always, you know, something big. It can be simple as, like you said, just those little words of encouragement that is enough to catapult you into another space where you know start thinking again like you said there is hope there is something behind this there is something else that's that's going on and where i have something to to look forward to yeah um and again and, and i know I, I i told you you know i i think your your story uh is so strong and so different and i think this space you know to hear that story is you know is monumental you know, I know you. I, I, I actually, before we started talking, uh, before we started recording about where you were a speaker, and um, I definitely think that your your story is worth worth hearing. I, I mean, of course, I do. We hear, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think you know, even beyond this platform, I, I think there is a a space for you, and there are some people that you'll be able to reach that you know i may not even be able to reach because i don't have that same story i have a story but i don't have your story right. you know and and each of us our stories are unique our experiences are unique and god allows us to go through these things so that we can reach certain people you know at the right time in, in their lives so i really think your story is, is just amazing um and and one of the things that I, 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 if I remember correctly, when I was reading the part of the book that I did read was also not, not just um, getting, you know, mentally better, but then you started, you talked a little bit about self-care and how important that is, you know, so tell, tell me a little bit about, you know, your mindset with that. And maybe was that a concept that you always had or did it, you know, something you gained after, or did you already have it? And then it just kind of, you know, monumented, you know, after the fact. I, I always kind of had it. Um, I always valued self-care and I thought that was important, but I think what it looked like changed to me after this. Um, it was something that I tried to put at the forefront of my mind because I didn't want the focus to be on, you know, limb loss. I wanted it to be on me feeling good again. And then that leads to you wanting to do more things and um, your your uh, mental state. And so I would say that it was always kind of there, but it completely uh, grew and escalated when I lost my leg. Self-care is just so important to me. And that might just mean like turning off my phone, lighting a candle, sitting in a dimly lit space just to to get my mind back in order and i think really realize the important things in life sometimes you have to slow down mm -hmm. and take and take a break and stop and realize that you know other things are more important like my health is more important i, I had this feeling of guiltiness um when this happened to me when i started getting sick 
like not being able to go to work or not being able to hang out with friends as much because I was working on my health. But if I if I'm not healthy, then how am I supposed to enjoy my life? I can't. Right. Yeah. So I had to definitely reframe things and think of it um, in a different light. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I even I so everybody that I have on, I definitely go to their uh, social media pages and, and kind of look at what they're doing and, you know, what they represent and stuff. And I see some pictures of you doing some things. I see you on a horse. I was like, oh, God, yeah. you know, and I was just <laughs> excited, you know, to, to see you not only out, you know what I mean, uh, but out and about and, and probably doing some things that, you know, people who are physically whole, are afraid to do or may even want to do and have even haven't even pressed that you know press forward to do something so have have this uh part of it on a different note has this opened you up to make you more courageous and make you more like you know what let me you know let me press forward let me go and, and do some of these things you know people always say they have a a bucket list i don't really like the 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 concept of the bucket list because it's like waiting to the end of life. Like I don't have a bucket list. I just have a list, right. you know, and I'm, <laughs> I'm working on it right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, did this actually have a transformation moment to you that made you feel like, you know what, I'm going to live it up, you know, from here on out? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think being an amputee can cause you to be very fearful fearful of falling, fearful of um, what people say, just just scared in general uh, of not living the same life that you did before. So mm -hmm. I take the approach where I want to push the envelope and I don't like hearing that I can't do something. So mm -hmm. things that I feel like I might not be able to do, I try to figure out a way to do it. And I've had great friends that have uh, supported me along with that. Like, girl, we're going to figure it out because I have still been fearful because with the horseback riding, I was very afraid. I was like, how am I going to get up on this thing? What if my leg falls off while I'm riding it? You know, your mind just goes to like the mm -hmm. worst uh, possible scenarios. But yes, this yeah. has definitely caused me to be more courageous and try new things that I wouldn't before. And I'm at the point where uh, at the beginning, I used to really care what people think um, or thought. And if they would see me, like I would kind of just like, you know, avoid eye contact and um, just try to be in like a smaller uh, space and not a, a lot of people or crowds mm -hmm. because I was just afraid. I was afraid what they might think of me, but um, I've gotten over that hump. I think that was definitely a challenge, but mm -hmm. at this point I like wave at people. If they're staring for a long time, I'm like, Hey, right. did you see it? Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it yeah. does not bother me. Um, my cousin actually said I should get some t-shirts that say you have questions, and then on the back it says I have answers because people do, they are curious, they don't see this every day. And I always tell my mom too, uh, that I'm a lot to look at. I'm like, I'm a black girl, I'm thick, and I'm missing a leg. So it may be for several reasons. So uh, I, I can't take it personally because I don't think it's meant to be offensive. I think people right. are just curious by nature. So, yeah. Yeah, and and then hey, you're you're an author now, so hey, you that's that's the door open. Like you know, I got a book. It tell you the whole story. Exactly. You know I mean? <laughs> we ain't got time to talk right now, but you know what? If you go to Amazon, right. you get the whole story. <laughs> <That link can't laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Use that as a as a marketing as a marketing technique. Yeah, you myself. Know? So I'm the marketing work. tool. Yep. Just definitely, definitely. That is that is amazing. So I want to I want to talk uh, another thing because we we're talking about uh, the book. Um, so one thing I want to talk about before we get into the, the you know that whole process of writing the book, which I know a little bit about because I did start. <laughs> I didn't finish my book yet, but I did start it. But even before that, go back a little bit. Uh, you mentioned about the the vulnerability, you know, to be. Uh, at a place that you're able to openly tell your story. So what was that transition like from going to, you know, like you said, being, trying to be in small spaces and not, you know, want to make eye contact to being able to say, you know what, I'm going to open up myself. I'm going to tell my story. I'm standing my truth and I'm going to let everybody see it. You know what I mean? So what was that transition like, you know, for you, uh, emotionally, first of all, but then, you know, even to go into the story when you start writing the book, you know, how deep did you have to go in to pull out, you know, those things that happened and really tell your story? Um, I would say that transition took me about a year to really stop caring what people thought. Everything was just so new. Um, I was still like kind of tripping over my own feet and, uh, learning uh how to really like walk in crowds again so it took a while for me to get to the point where i'm like okay it's fine go back out there in the world you cannot stay at home all day i was really encouraged by some people that i found on instagram that are also amputees uh it was one specifically her name is mama cats she recently passed but um i don't know if you've ever heard of her but she's a model and an amputee and uh, she had just got um, like a Target ad. And that was just so encouraging to me just to see a, another black woman that was young um, and an amputee being a Target ad and modeling. So things like that encouraged me too. Cause I'm like, if she can do it, then I can, I can be out yeah, here doing yeah. it. You know, I might not model necessarily but I could just be out here and seeing people's responses too. I, I, I've gotten way more positive responses to me than negative. So people are curious, but once we get past the questions, they're like, man, I'm so glad to see you out here. Um, so that response helped with that transition as well, for sure. But writing the book is in was interesting too, because I write um, typically when I'm going through something, like a journaling process. Mm -hmm. And so it started off as a couple stories but then it kept growing and growing. So when it got to the point where it was like 16 different stories and experiences that I had had and that I wrote down in detail at the time of the situation, I was like, man, maybe this should be a book because this is like some interesting stuff that people don't see like the behind the scenes of right. a young amputee. People associate um, amputation typically with, like you said, war vets and older people. They don't really associate it with young black women. Right. Like that doesn't really happen very often. That's not something you see. That's not something that's depicted in movies or TV shows. So I wanted people to get like a real raw experience of what I go through every day. The little stuff, the funny stuff, you know, all of it, all of it. Yeah. yeah and I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to really diving into the, the whole story. Like I said, I was able to read the, the, you know, the little part that, um, that, 
comes when you click the link you right. know, in, your, in your link. Um, I was able to read that much of it. And I was just like, okay, I got to get the book, you know, because the rest of the story, I definitely want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that you, you mentioned about is, you know, as you were, um, or should I say, as you are, you know, moving forward and pressing forward, there were some things that I think you described as uh, your prescription list, which mm-hmm. is some of the things that you use to, uh, some of the tools and things that you use to help get you, you know, to cope with what you were going through and kind of help you move forward. So if you don't mind, give us some of those things, you know, that, you know, whoever that may be going through something right now, but they may be able to, you know, think of, think of those prescription tools that you use and that help you get through it. And those same things may be able to help them, you know, press through whatever it is that they're going through. Yeah, for sure. Um, One of them is definitely realizing that you can't prepare for every battle or you can't predict every battle, rather. So you can't predict everything that's going to happen. One day I had been taking uh, some medication that was helping me with swelling. And so it was making, you know, my body smaller And so my prosthetic limb wasn't fitting the correct way. So I was out and it was like slipping off and I just didn't expect that to happen. Right. So I can't predict that. Um, But you can always prepare for things. So I definitely had uh, my uh, prosthetics doctor on speed dial to ask him like, what's the best way to handle this situation? Like if it happens again and he gave me some suggestions, but that's definitely one of my prescriptions with any area of your life. No, you're not going to be able to predict, you know, when it's going to rain sometimes or when it's going to be a challenge that you face, but you can try to prepare for these things um, and make sure you prepare yourself mentally for challenges. And how are you going to pull yourself out of um, those states? Who are you going to talk to? Uh, And that leads me to say another one is having a support system. It is important to find, at least that one person that you can trust, uh, even if they're just there to listen, just knowing that you feel comfortable in their presence, you need that type of person around you or near you or to call because you can't handle it all on your own. We all have this uh, idea sometimes that we have to be strong and figure it all out by ourselves. And that's not the case. Those people are your friends for a reason. Uh, or your family members, or whatever the case. So I would say pick at least one person that can support you through uh, a hard time. Definitely, definitely. And I, and I think that's a, that support system is is so strong. And with the social media space, you know, our support system can pretty much be endless. Um, like you said, you you met a lot of people on you know, Instagram that was able to support you that way. And, you know, even with me, with the podcast, this whole podcasting space, I'm I'm really still new to the space. I've only, I haven't even been doing it a year yet, you know, so I'm still new to the space. Um, But it was on social media that I was able to connect with a lot of people, even to even get started, you know? And so those, those spaces where, you have that those support groups is definitely uh, great when you have that and, and definitely a, a help. I remember 
you know, as I spoke earlier about when I was going through my depression after my, my mom passed and my mother-in-law passed away, I started taking, uh, I joined the bereavement group. And while I was in that bereavement group, you know, they helped me get through some things. And I liked it so much that I became a volunteer and I started volunteering. Then I started helping them run the, you know, run the program. And I even after that started uh, my own non-for-profit wow. uh, organization, which started doing it. Um, and now I'm actually in the works of making it into a online uh, workshop where I can do it online and, and reach more people and help more people. Even That's with amazing. That. So, yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. But it's those support those support groups uh, and those supportive people that you have in your life that helps you to, to become you know who you are. And, and I always speak about uh, this one thing that God gave me, uh, this understanding that you know whenever we're going through something, either we have a choice to make, either we're going to be a victim of our circumstance or a victor of our circumstance. And those of us who come out on the other side victorious, it then becomes our job to go back and get the victims and to help them, you know, to the other side. And that's what I think that, that you are doing even now, you know, you've been through uh, some things and now you've written, written this book and, you know, the same way you were looking at, to other people that there's going to be people that's looking to you now because yes. I was even inspired. Like I said, when I came across the the book and was just like, wow, the, the story. And that was even before I even knew the story, just by the, the little part that I could see just from the, the front of the book yeah, and the, the name of the book. And I was just automatically intrigued, you know, before I even went any further. That's great you know, to know. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it, and I think that, I think the cover was nice. I think it was the whole messaging and the whole uh, presentation of the book was nice. It, it got my attention, you know, and I was like, I, I want to read the story. You know, I want to hear the story. And so that's why we're here now to, to give you a chance to, to hear the story, um, to hear your story. That's um, definitely what I wanted to do is to, to, help someone else in the same predicament, going through a traumatic uh, time in their life, just to be relatable. That's absolutely how I wanted people to feel. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think you're doing it. I think you're doing it. Um, so uh, what else did I have to talk about? Uh, I think that was, that was pretty much covered all my questions that I wanted to ask you. <laughs> So here's a question. What's next? What's next for Sydney? So you, you've written a book. Uh, you've moved out of Chicago. Got yes. away from the cold. So what's next for you? What can we look forward to, to seeing uh, the next thing for Sydney? I think speaking. Um, I'm trying to figure out what platforms I want to speak at. Um if it's going to be like women's empowerment, why Renee, my aunt actually is having a tour right now. I don't know if you saw that, but yes, she's going I from did. state to state and she will be in Charlotte, North Carolina uh, in the latter part of the year. And so I plan on being there. I don't know if I'm going to speak. Uh, I might just have a table. Uh, and so when people come by, they can buy my book and just hear my story or share their story with me, whatever the case. So just getting out there to different groups and networking and uh, hopefully a, a, a new book. 
hopefully a new book. This one just came out, but uh, my my uh, writing hand has been working some more. And, you know, my life is continuing and there's still right, different challenges right. that I face and new stories. I have a story for everything. I am <laughs> I am full of stories and I, that I think will be interesting to people. So I think I might do a part two as well. Okay. So we'll see okay, how it goes. Good, good, good. So, Sydney, uh, I'm, thank you again, once again, for being on, uh, for sharing your, your voice and your story with us. I'm going to let you have the last word. Um, I'm going to let you tell us a little bit where we can find the book and your social media handles and leave us with a word of advice. So I'll give you a second to think about that, you know, real quick. I already quick. got I'm, one. I'm let you I have. Okay. 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 This well, let me rehearse, y'all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, let me so uh, talk to pose, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> let me talk to the listeners real quick because I told them I was going to tell them how to make, how to win a hundred dollars. So let me tell them. So everybody that's still listening, I'm glad you stayed to the end. Um, hopefully this wasn't the only reason you stayed to the end because trying to figure out how you can win some money. If you had to, please have <laughs> a great Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but since you're here, um, again, so how can you win $100 from the podcast? Very simple. Become part of our super subscriber. Become a super subscriber. What is a super subscriber? A super subscriber is a person who has subscribed to our YouTube page, our Facebook page, and our podcast on Spotify. So to join the $100 super subscriber contest, the first thing you need to do is subscribe to our YouTube channel, then subscribe to our Facebook page, and subscribe to our uh, podcast on Spotify. And after you've done those three things, text the word WIN to 866-326-0730. Again, text the word WIN to 866-326-0730 and you will qualify to win $100. Now the contest is ongoing, right? And it's random. So it never stops and it's random. So there's no particular day or time when I may pull it out of a hat. There's no telling how soon or how many times I might do it. I can do it today. I can do it tomorrow. I can do it today and tomorrow if I want to <laughs> contest, how I want to do it. So, but in order for you to win, you got to subscribe, right? So obviously you're here, you're listening, you're watching, you like the podcast, we have great people on. So you do here anyway, hey, go ahead, subscribe, listen, share, become a super subscriber so you can win $100 of my money, okay? That's hard That's hard money. I'm going to work hard for my money and I'm just going to give it to you, right? Okay, so anyway, Sydney, yeah. I'll let you have the last word. Again, thank you so very much for being on. Thank you for sharing your time with us and your story and your inspiration. Definitely inspired by you. Definitely going to get my copy of the book and maybe have you back on again when you write part two. Yeah, that would be great. So, <laughs> yours. Uh, you can let have the last word. I was just going to say another one of my prescriptions and what I think is a golden nugget is when you're going through a traumatic experience, acknowledging you know, that issue that you have a problem and then figuring out three solutions to that issue. So that's that's something that I thought about on a monthly basis, at least like, hmm, where are my issues right now? And how can I take baby steps to uh, getting over these challenges? So that's my last token of advice. <laughs> you okay. have to, you cannot be in denial. You have to acknowledge 
what the issue is and then try to move forward from there. And my social media is sydney.simone. So that's S-Y-D-N-Y-E dot S-Y-M-O-N-E. And that is on Instagram. Um, it's Sydney Simone on Facebook. And you can find my book on Kindle as well as on Amazon. And it's called Life Over Limb. So it's on both of those right now. All right. All right. So again, Sydney, thank you so very much for being on. To my listeners, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Andrew James, and I'm on a mission to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill. Let's deal with your problems, hear from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. So until next time, guys, I will see you next week. Be blessed. Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right, see you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealstohealtees.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem. Heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.